We're recording. Excelente. How you been getting on? Oh, Tom, I'm fucking knackered. <laughs> Absolutely shagged. Shit, wow. Editing genius at uh, five o'clock in the morning. Good times. It's, it's a very funny episode. Good. <laughs> I, it's, it's, I, I, I would be devastated if you said that was shit. <laughs> well, I tell you what, let's use this as a marketing opportunity, completely uh, off the bat. Let's think outside the box. I'm going to insert right here a clip of it. I'm going to put this in the podcast, this bit we're doing right now. And if you're not a patron, this is what you're missing from that patron-only episode. Thanks, Famine. Well, you didn't want me a couple of years ago, but now look at everyone coming to me. Oh, would you like to give us some of your potatoes? Well, maybe I don't. They used to laugh at Captain Potato, but now look at me. I'm king of the world. (laughs) Behold my spuddy throne. (laughs) Cast your eyes over my lumpy mashed kingdom and weep. Bow before me <laughs> in the pit of potatoes at my feet. Grow. Behold, behold my carbohydrate kingdom. <laughs> and I, the Sultan of Starch, its benevolent ruler. <laughs> Listen to our anthem being played by a Maris Piper. Hey! <laughs> Very good. I thought it was it was um, very much my sense of humour. Might not be everyone's sense of humour. Um, well, I bloody hoped it was your it. sense of humour. You were there. <laughs> I was there. I, I was one of the. I was fifty percent of the contributors. Excellent. Well, that's nice and handy. That gives us a, a decent cold open. How are you doing anyway? Very, very good. I've got some funny anecdotes for you. This is uh, this is one that I, I've put aside for this podcast because I thought it was so funny. Oh it Might Christ. not come across as so funny now. <laughs> um, so my, my wife was on a Zoom call. Um, with a selection of doctors from around Europe, you know, mm, get her. Mm, nice, yes. I yeah, know. Um, and they were discussing a research project that involved sending large numbers of stool samples to France. <laughs> now, if anyone... I already, listeners... I'm already liking where this is going. <laughs> I mean, not France, obviously. I don't like France, which no. is where the stool's going, but I like where the story's going. Well, stool's in France. I mean, if you, if any of our listeners have ever been to Paris, you're probably asking the question, haven't the French got enough human feces? <laughs> well, I don't know. The Cambridge collaborators apparently weren't really pulling their weight. <laughs> the, the Germans were meeting Small, their quota. Smaller logs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Germans were meeting their quota to the decimal place. Absolutely, yeah. Keep going. Let's keep going. And, and pinch. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Eins, zwei, drei sheets of paper, and we're done. <laughs> and the Spanish. Ah, oh, no, don't be silly. The Spanish people <laughs> don't work. And if you're Spanish and found that joke a bit offensive, just pretend I said Greeks. It works <laughs> equally well. And if you're Greeks and you find this joke offensive, Turkish. <laughs> the funniest bit, however, um, although it might not be quite as funny as I recall, was when a German doctor signed into the call late and greeted the multinational group led by French doctors with a cheerful Au revoir! <laughs> 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 to, which, to which the French doctors apparently laughed and replied with Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs> but, yeah, that cracked me right up. I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> ah, you know why he uh, he said that, Tom? Because today he has already gone. <laughs> he's, he's done his sample. So. <laughs> he was actually saying goodbye to the postman. <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> what is that, mate? <laughs> Shortly after saying goodbye to his kids, <laughs> who were dropped off safely at the pool. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, so I thought that was quite a good anecdote. Excellent. I like that.
Right, I think I think we've got enough for an intro in there. I mean, we had enough for an intro in two minutes, but <laughs> but we went on for twelve. Let's add ten for, for safety. A good measure. Hello and welcome to that was genius, the little history podcast in which Tom, hello, and Sam, hi, discuss history stories on a theme each week. Tom, it sounds like you're eating something. I was burping. I've got a massive, massive bottle of cider here. Have you? Yeah. Oh, excellent! I'm double and- parked beer and whiskey. Beer and whiskey. What would it be called if you mixed a beer with a whiskey? Is that like a snake bite or something? Uh, it's a drinking problem. <laughs> it's, it's it's foul. That's yes. what that is. <laughs> it's what you call iron brew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's what kids in Scotland drink on the way to school. <laughs> beer, Absolutely. And, <laughs> beer and whiskey mixed up. Yep. Absolutely. I'm enjoying a Lefroig and an IPA. Uh, the Green Gecko. There I'm enjoying Katie Thatcher. I bet you are, you saucy minx. <laughs> What's our topic this week, Tom? Uh, the topic is... Uh, that happened. <laughs> that happened. It is. Yeah, and it's happening. It really is. Good topic. This is a good yeah. topic once you get past the fact that it could go very quickly down the Reader's Digest top ten route. Things yes. you thought were true but aren't. Number yes. five, Caesar was never murdered. He actually died in a care home in northern Italy last month of COVID. Number four, <laughs> the Mayans never ate chocolates. They actually used it for pile cream. Number three, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln never wore a hat and hated beards. Number two, their pyramids aren't pyramidal. They're actually shaped like enormous lobsters. Number one, the Colosseum is made of cheese and was used by the Romans as a giant gherkin receptacle. <laughs> I came across many questionable ones in my initial research. It would have to be a very hard cheese to make the Colosseum out of. You're talking a, a, a quality Parmesan. Yeah, it would, and it would have to be heat resistant, wouldn't it? Be after yeah, it's like a quality its... Parmesan. Yeah, yeah Parmesan. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to do it with a Telegio. No, no, you wouldn't. That's quite a truckle to carve the Colosseum out of. Um, Technical terminology, that was genius found. A wheel of cheese is formerly known as a truckle. Yeah. There was a famous British children's TV programme. Stick that up your Reader's Digest. <laughs> there, was there was a famous children's TV programme in the UK called The Truckle Brothers. Oh, there was, yes. Uh, featuring cheesy Barry Cheddar brothers. and Paul Wensleydale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With its famous theme tune, Trutter Truckle Toasty, A Truckle Toasty, Trutter Truckle Toasty. <laughs> <laughs> to Brie, to you. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to see. <laughs> Damn it, man. <laughs> trickle, trickle vision. <laughs> Brilliant. Quality content. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, but there, there, there were very ma- uh, many questionable claims when I started researching this, you know, first stage research. Yes. Well, um, that's why I've, I've done a questionable claim. That's my <laughs> thing this week. Sack, <laughs> you're better than this. No, no, I had no. It's not what you think, Tom. Okay, that's good. I haven't blamed anything on aliens. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, or Jews. <laughs> <laughs> that makes that makes a change. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me. Uh, but I did get a cracker this week. By the way, this has been one of my favourite topics to research. Um, oh, good. A, a really, really good one. Once I got over the initial shit that I was reading online. You're in such a positive mood this week. Well, I'm halfway you through. You liked the last episode? 
You've had a good week's research, Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, I did. I, should we do audience feedback? Have you Have you read Jerome's posts? Jerome. Jerome. They're quite long. I won't read them out. But if Jerome is that's Giro. He's our our favourite French listener who owes his recent pay increase to our podcast, um, <laughs> which we still haven't seen a cut off. Just put it out there, Jerome. Yep. And he messaged us to say that he had walked with his family down to the route of stage 14 of this year's Tour de France. Oh. Um, and he seemed to be suggesting that it was rather boring, which I must admit is quite possible. Yes, it's a long, long wait for about 15 seconds of action. Of, of whiz. Of whiz. Yes. <laughs> Describes the opening of my sexual experience, to be honest. <laughs> 15 seconds of whiz. A long, long wait for 15 seconds of whiz. <laughs> And the episode title. <laughs> so, Jerome, please let us know if you were waving anything particularly distinct or you're wearing anything um, yes, obvious. Yes, w- were you in a morph suit? Yeah, running alongside. Because I'll try and I would like to go and try and spot you on the television coverage because he did tell us where he lives. Um, but I, I just want to know what he looks like. I already know where you live. Now I just need to know what you look like. The sounds, Tom. It sounds a little bit like you're planning <laughs> to commit identity theft. <laughs> no, I'm just hoping that Jerome's like twelve foot tall or something. I'm grossly overweight. Um, so it'd be easy to spot and I don't think we said thank you to Seth from Alabama Um, he wanted us to do uh, rednecks as a topic oh he did yes sorry Seth yeah yeah and I can't think of one straight away having just been talking about the Tour de France maybe that Texan dude who looks a little bit like the kid from Deliverance (laughs) 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 yeah what's his name France Bumstrong. Was it France Bumstrong? <laughs> if only he'd won some major sporting event and maintained the title so that I could Google winner of said event. <laughs> Lance Armstrong can be summarised as his major problem not being that he cheated, because everyone's cheating. His major yes. problem is he's a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's do some history. <laughs> do this. Oh, who's going first? I'm going to let you go first, Tom. I went first for the last episode, although it was a Patreon one. Uh, by the way, you heard a bit of that at the beginning. Sign up. Patreon.com slash thatwasgenius. Thank you very much for our new patrons recently. I hope yes. you're enjoying the bubble bath. That's Tom's uh, That's Tom's toe, by the way. He has an unusually large toe. <laughs> it's not the mm. big toe either. It's the second toe is bigger than my big toe. Very odd. No. Good for picking my nose, though. Um, I decided to pick on the Catholics because they've been making shit up for 2,000 years and I don't want to seem like I'm picking on Catholics because all religions have been making up shit for thousands of years it's just the Catholic Church really likes its miracles it does I decided to narrow things down a bit because there have been a lot of miracles and a lot of very silly miracles Uh, so I narrowed it down to Roman Catholic saints who could fly excellent the reason I could be so confident that these (laughs) stories aren't true is because People can't fly. Um, no, but they can fall out of windows. They can't. They can be defenestrated. Yes, they can. I wonder if any of these saints were just defenestrated or fell off cliffs. <laughs> well, slightly different. There is a running theme here when we get stuck into okay. this. Probably when we look at some proper history. Um, not just some of the Catholic websites I went on, which are great. Anyway, let's start with Simon Magus. Magus? don't know how you pronounce it. He's not actually a saint, but it is a cracking story. Let's go straight to the Bible <laughs> okay. for a quick bit of background. Acts 8, 9, 24. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Uh, now for some time, a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great. 
ten, and all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, This man rightly called the great power of God. They followed him because he had amazed him for a long time with his sorcery. You may have noticed there that I accidentally read out um, ten, which was <laughs> because I copied and pasted um, a paragraph from the Bible. <laughs> and that was the verse. Um, anyway... So Simon was known for like, sorcery. like Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's on the fucking auto cue comes out of your mouth. Oh, really? <laughs> anyway, that was just a bit of background. Um, so he was um, he was a sorcerer, this old Simon. But the best story about Simon it's comes Simon the sorcerer. Simon the sorcerer. There's a kids' TV program. <laughs> it does sound like it could be good. It's Simon sounds like he could be a mouse. Simon the Mousy yes. Sorcerer. Yeah, absolutely. And so what did Simon say, Tom? Simon says, <laughs> oh, you have to follow my instructions. Uh, that's all, no, I was about to say, I used to play that as a warm-up in boot camps. Great <laughs> Let's game. Let's sacrifice our firstborn. <laughs> <laughs> Simon comes from the apocryphal Acts of Peter. The apocrypha being like Bible B-sides. Yes, the lesser known. Yeah, stuff that didn't make the cut. No, um, the solo project. <laughs> <laughs> The solo project of the disciples. <laughs> in this document, the Acts of Peter, Simon is performing magic in the Roman Forum. Just a bit of casual flying around for the audience. Alas, hubris. Absolutely. Simon thinks of himself as a god. And let's be honest, you can't blame him because he's flying. Yeah, absolutely. Peter the Apostle, the pious twat, sees the arrogant Simon flying around like God himself, back and forth, up and down, a few somersaults, whizzing over, pinching <laughs> people's hats... Pretending to fall from a great height, then flying off at the last <laughs> moment with a wink to the crowd. Hey. <laughs> and Peter doesn't like what he sees. So he bends down on one knee and prays to the Lord. God intervenes abruptly, takes Simon's flying powers away from him, mid-loop the loop, and Simon falls to the ground and breaks his legs badly. Uh, the incredibly <laughs> the incredibly fickle crowd is this most... New Testament God <laughs> this is this is New Testament well it's a, a, apocrypha so I, I guess it probably would be New Testament God the incredibly fickle crowd who moments ago had been chanting barrel roll barrel roll <laughs> get your knob out oh god there's a hen party um, now picked up stones and threw them all at the recently disabled Simon <laughs> <laughs> After running out of stones, the crowd dispersed, presumably to find another magician to assault. Or some more stones. <laughs> yeah. He started dismantling the local walls. And Simon was looked after by a physician who didn't do a very good job because Simon died of his injuries. Ah, oh. Cracking story, old Simon. Amazing. So Peter the Apostle gave God a little jostle and he took Simon's wings whilst the crowd threw rocks and things. I like that. It's a good story. Wow. Was that how long my anecdote was? Did yeah, I, get... I had time to write a poem. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have that again, please? That was brilliant. Peter the Apostle gave God a little jostle and he took Simon's wings whilst the crowd threw rocks and things. That's brilliant. Hallelujah. You need to get up at five o'clock in the morning and start editing podcasts more often because you are on the money. <laughs> Let's go to St. Francis of Ass. St. Francis of Art. Oh, St. Francis of Assisi, right. Yeah, sorry. You got, <laughs> you got my hopes up there. I did a little hiccup. St. Francis of Ass. Easy. Um, he's one of your top saints. You know, get his guard card in a game of papal top trumps and you'll be happy. Yeah. Piety, 98. Proselytizing, yeah. 95. Ooh. Stigmata, 95. Levitation, Absolutely. 100. And he's he's actually one of the patron saints of Italy as well. St. Francis of yeah. Assisi. 
Um, and according to the book, The Little Flowers of St. Francis, which was composed at the end of the 14th century in Italy, so 50 to 100 years after St. Francis died, quote, On the same night also he was seen praying with arms outstretched in the form of a cross, and thus he was lifted up and suspended for a long time in the air, surrounded with a dazzling glory. And so, in these holy exercises, he passed all that night without sleeping. So he just did a bit of, you know, a couple of bicep curls, iron cross up there, suspended, <laughs> getting a bit of a sweat on, getting swole. Yeah, well, you want to go to bed at some point. He's been up all night. Like, flying is fun, but his man needs to rest. I know, it's hard work. Have you ever tried he's flying? Been... Yeah, he's just been held up all night long. You've got to flap your toes pretty hard to keep yourself up there for that length of time. You do. You need to do a lot of wiggling. A lot of wiggling. All night long. All night. All night? All night long. All night. Jeez. All night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Everyone we meet is flying in their sleep all night long. <laughs> yeah. I said... The crowd are throwing stones to worsen your broken bones all, all night, night long. All night. <laughs> all night. Yeah. That's one of my favourite songs of all time. Oh, good. It's I a great song. I like a bit of Lionel Richie. My daughter loves Lionel. She, she really does. Yeah, it calms her down. Wow. Yeah. Now, that was the first part of the quote, but I'd like to carry on with this quote, not because it is re- it's relevant, but because I'm extremely immature, and I know you'll appreciate this. Quote, And the next morning, his companions, knowing that he was too weak to walk, went to a poor labouring man of the country and prayed him, for the love of God, to lend his ass to Brother Francis, their father, for he was not able to travel on foot. When the poor man heard them speak of Brother Francis, he asked them, Are you then of the brethren of that friar of Assisi, of whom men speak so much good? The friars made answer that it was even he for whom they would borrow the ass. Then that good man made ready the ass with great care and devotion, and brought it to St. <laughs> Francis, and with great reverence caused him to mount <laughs> thereon. <laughs> so the brethren set forth again, the poor man following behind his ass. <laughs> Nothing re-energises one after a spot of levitating than some ass. <laughs> well, indeed. <laughs> You'll be flying high after some ass. <laughs> yeah, especially the ass of a local man. <laughs> Find me the ass of a local man. I'm knackered. <laughs> I'm so tired, I just need a bit of ass, okay? I don't care who's. Find me some ass. <laughs> it has to be a local ass, though. None of these metropolitan elite asses. <laughs> Nothing prince and preen. I want a blue-collar, hard-working, all-American ass. <laughs> I want the ass of a steel worker. That's what I want. <laughs> I want the ass of a miner. <laughs> I want a Donald Trump voting ass. <laughs> Give me Not an hard. ass. Not hard to find. <laughs> Give me an ass. <laughs> anyway. All this levitating malarkey isn't just a medieval thing. When everyone was stupid and people ate dung, Padre Pio, <laughs> a 20th century figure... 2020? <laughs> so, Padre Pio... Well, 20, this is 20th century. This is Padre Pio. Oh, he, he really? Would, 20th century. He would occasionally levitate in ecstasy, much to the bemusement of the old ninnies who came to church on Sunday for a bit of a chat, tea and biscuits. What kind of ecstasy were they giving him? <laughs> the ecstasy of good tea. Would you like a cup of tea, Pio? Oh, come down from there. We're not impressed. <laughs> yes. We'd be more Get impressed. down from the fucking vestry. We'd be more impressed if you splashed out on some proper hobnobs, not these Aldi rip-off custard creams. <laughs> oh, look, I know it's Yorkshire tea, but it's not worth all that. <laughs> and please, wed undies, next time you plan one of these stunts, we can all see your stigmata. Oh. Indeed. 
Oh, I have to say, at Glastonbury, I did accidentally... <laughs> I did accidentally try something that could be akin to several hours of ecstasy, and I did think I was flying. Did you really? You tried to me. It acts Well, yes, accidentally, obviously. Accidentally, you accidentally took some drugs. How did you manage that? <laughs> well, I bought a biscuit, and I thought that the biscuit was just a normal biscuit, and it wasn't a normal biscuit. It was biscuit. an arse biscuit. It was an arse biscuit. <laughs> oh, sorry, carry on. From a local man, the food miles were very, very low. <laughs> yes. Very good for any pollen allergies you have, local produce. Absolutely, yes. Laid fresh that morning. <laughs> very good for the local bees, I hear. <laughs> oh, come on, come on, carry on. You ate this biscuit. No, that's the, sto- that's the story. And it, was, it had ecstasy in it. Oh, that's a biscuit that was laced. With ecstasy? Uh, I believe sure? so, yes. I think it was. And what then happened? Judging by what it did, I literally thought I could fly for about uh, probably two hours. Uh, well, you're just, you're just high as a kite. Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely, literally flying. Was it like a, was it like caffeine high style, but just no, times ten? It was me and a friend, and we both bought these biscuits just because we were, literally just because we were hungry. And I am genuinely quite an innocent type. And we were, we, we were like, oh, we're flying. And everything is very stretched out. So uh, let's uh, let's pretend that we're in Top Gun. And we were running around pretending that we were fighter jets. <laughs> so you basically turned into an eight-year-old. So, yeah, just massively. Actually, do you know what? That's the way to describe it. It brought back all of the childhood wonder of just playing a, an imagination game, being an imagination-based game with your best mate. <laughs> being bullied. <laughs> Uh, d- didn't you also have a bad response when we were at university to some anti-malarials? Didn't you see a tiger walking into the room? No, that was Japanese being kephalitis, the vaccination for that. Oh, crikey. Yeah. No, I've never taken the... Uh, the... It's not the main one, is it? It's the secondary one if you if you don't respond very well to the original. Malarone. I think it's malarone that's supposed to give you uh, weird dreams right. and, and visions. No, Jap being kephalitis can send you slightly mad for a couple of hours. I've never had a hallucination, I'm afraid. Really? Actually, I once looked in the mirror and thought I looked ugly, but yeah, that's a <laughs> Oh yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah. Just a speck of shit on the mirror. <laughs> anyway, women can also fly. It turns out, would what? you believe it? I know. Well, that would make that, that would surely make them witches and deserving only of death. Well, that's an interesting point, Sam. We're going to come God's on judgment. We're going to come on to our, our last individual. Um, narrowly avoided the Inquisition, if I remember correctly from my research. <laughs> you don't need to remember correctly from your research. You can just read your notes. Well, no, I didn't. I didn't write that bit down. Oh, but you yes, fool! I, I seem to remember that um, it was a little bit confusing for the Catholic Church. They were like, "Oh, we can fly." Is that the fact that he's just awesome? Is so awesomely godly, or is he a witch? And remember, folks, I seem to remember from our episode where I researched witchcraft. The majority of witches were male. Ah. If I remember correctly, or at least, uh, or a significant proportion of them were actually male. Not wizards, as uh, J.K. Rowling would have you believe. No. A transphobic bitch. <laughs> I mean, she's not. But <laughs> She is, if you're on social media, Sam, and I believe That's true. every comment I read on social media. Yes. Well, I, what I would say, Tom, is that it's good that witches these days are, are mostly women. It's, it's nice to see an industry where the glass ceiling has been shattered. Even if it is one by flying <laughs> association with which can lead to your death. <laughs> well, Teresa of Avila was, according to one Franciscan website, quote, the original flying nun. <laughs> All subsequent flying nuns are just cheap imitations. Not impressed. Yeah, nice one. You've just flown around the rafters. <laughs> Boring. Do something original. <laughs> 
Oh no, some hikers have fallen down a crevasse in the Lake District. Who do we send in to rescue them? The Flying Nun! <laughs> She'll come out, give you a prayer, give you some rosaries to do, slap you with a birch on the bottom, get back in the helicopter and fuck right off. <laughs> I'm not here to rescue you, I'm here to make sure you get to heaven. She's here to absolve you of your sins through penance. <laughs> That's Teresa. That is Teresa. <laughs> so, Teresa, she lived during the 16th century and had the decency to write... Hang on, there's no helicopters in the 16th century. Something doesn't add up here, Well, Tom. are there? When did da Vinci draw his hel- helicopter? Probably, actually, around then. Yeah, mm, yeah. Um, uh, Teresa, she, yeah, she had the decency to write extensively about her life, so we know lots about her <laughs> air shows. So, oh, so she could say that she flew. <laughs> Yeah, there are no eyewitness accounts. Weird that, Uh. isn't it? (laughs) Funny that. Here is a quote where she talks about her raptures. You feel and see yourself carried away. Abbreviated quote, by the way. For though we feel how delicious it is, yet the weakness of our nature makes us afraid at first, and we require a much more resolute and courageous spirit than in the previous states. I would very often resist and exert all my strength, particularly at those times when the rapture was coming on me in public. Occasionally, I was able by great efforts to make a slight resistance, but afterwards I was worn out, like a person who had been contending with a strong giant. At other times, it was impossible to resist at all. My soul was carried away, and almost always my head with it. I had no powers over it, and now and then the whole body as well, so that it was lifted up from the ground. There she is. Teresa talking about her ruptures. Uh, you know what? You could also write exactly the same thing about uh, trying to control your erections as a teenage boy. <laughs> as you were reading that, that was the only thing I could picture. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> tell me you were wrong, listeners. <laughs> Amen. Uh, <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> well, on the uh, well, it's it's a smooth. I save. don't know what came over me, Tom, but that was well, <laughs> the well, mental image that immediately popped. A lot of teenage well, boys well, have thought that as well. Well, <laughs> and on the subject of teenage boys' erections, let's get back to the Catholic Church. Oh yes. Sorry. Anyone sensible uh, reading this would probably come to the conclusion that Therese was not being literal, but that's boring. No, yeah. she was drunk. Flying, flying nuns are much better. Theresa liked a tipple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Theresa um, even details how she asked her sisters to pull her down when she felt herself levitating during choir practice, sort of uncontrollable levitating. In reality, I think what she was probably saying is, "I'm having a fit." Please stop me jumping around like a loony. <laughs> oh, I see. Yes, levitation is very easy to confuse with epilepsy. Well, due to the fact that she wrote about her life so extensively, I don't know why I went West Country there, modern scholars... She was like a right flying nun, she was. <laughs> she were all over the place. <laughs> oh, my God. Look, look at her. It's like watching a fucking kestrel circling above. <laughs> it's like I felt last weekend when we had that scrumpy that had gone off. Yeah. <laughs> Christ alive, it's Teresa. <laughs> Hello, Therese. All right. All right, my darlings. What are you doing up there? Just going for a fly, you see. What's that? My chimney needs unblocking. <laughs> I beg your pardon, madam. <laughs> 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 
I'll get Francis of Assisi right on it. I'm yeah. <laughs> 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 anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> modern scholars, modern scholars have been able to analyse her experiences, and it has been suggested that she actually suffered from epilepsy, and all of these ra- all of these raptures were just fits, which is a very sensible interpretation. It is. Last but not least, Joseph of Cupertino, the patron ah. saint of flying. Why? Oh, really? <laughs> because this dude could fly. I've got all my information about this chap solely from catholic.org because I love this website Excellent. and I didn't feel like I needed to go anywhere else. They have a page about Joseph and a link to a YouTube video that details his life and towards the end of that video... Well, that's all the sources you need. Oh, exactly. There, there's a great little redirection to their website where you can buy Joseph merchandise. Oh, fuck off, can you? <laughs> yeah, you can. Presumably things like a remote control flying Joseph. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna ask if they had a little quadcopter with little like gold halos, or a Joseph-shaped <laughs> chandelier, or perhaps a Joseph trampoline, maybe. Yes, or or like a bottle rocket, you know, one of those ones which you pump up with <laughs> yes. water and it flies off. <laughs> yes. What were those cap rockets we used to have in the in the uh, late eighties? You you throw it against the ground, it go. Pow. Oh, I can't remember what they were called now, but you used to be able to buy them from like corner shops mm. and put your eye out with them. Oh, great fun. Imagine one shaped like Joseph, you throw his head against the ground. (laughs) Yeah, Joseph was born in 1603 and was probably just one of those slow kids. He wandered around with his mouth gaping open and failed miserably at trying to become a cobbler because all the shoes kept going missing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's another one's gone. He was moody, clumsy and forgetful as a teenager. It's like that he's eating the shoes. (laughs) He had a big gulping mouth and he wasn't very good at cobbling. I'm just putting two and two together. Um, Fair enough. As he grew older, his behaviour improved. Gobbling the cobbling. <laughs> a cobbling cobbler. <laughs> as opposed to a cobbling gobbler, which is a prostitute that likes yes, clogs. Yes, indeed. <laughs> 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 the one who's slightly tipsy, a wobbling gobbling. <laughs> cobbling gobbler. Oh, his false legs just fallen. His false legs just fallen off. A hobbling, wobbling, cobbling, cobbling, cobbling. I'm done. Right, I need to shut up and stop drinking. What about, what about the one that had gone for a swim whilst drunk and he had no legs? <laughs> Bobbing, wobbling, hobbling, cobbling, gobbler. As he grew older, his behaviour improved, and he was eventually accepted into the Franciscan order. This was when he began to fly. And quite a lot. There are over 70 accounts of him flying, often in the middle of a church service, which must have been quite the distraction. Uh, Disrespectful, for a start. (laughs) We're trying (laughs) to sing hallelujah. All right? Calm down. Please be seated. Joseph, please be seated. (laughs) Yabba-dabba-doo! Get (laughs) down! (laughs) The mere mention of God... Gob. <laughs> the mere mention of God would see, often see him shoot up in the air, strike a pose, and come back down again with a with a yabba dabba do. I've only <laughs> uh, I've only chosen to talk about four flying saints, but there are heaps more. Enough for a pious aeronautical synchronized flying team, Sam. I was amazed at how many oh. flying saints there were. And the Catholic Church believed them all. And you can read all about them on Catholic.org. Sponsors of that was genius. As if. The number one Christian satirical podcast. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, of course, Tom, as, as well you know, the uh, United States uh, Navy's version, I think, of the British Red Arrows is called the Blue Angels. Is it really? So there is, in fact, an Angels aeronautical team who could just be made up of flying saints. Yeah, yeah. Or indeed just airborne seamen. Who can say? Oh, Sam. You get a, you get a seaman joke <laughs> in pretty much any time the Navy is mentioned. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's your point? And? <laughs> Are you not entertained? Why do you think I started a history <laughs> podcast? <laughs> yes. Oh, dear. So that was one of the most enjoyable um, contributions I've made to this uh, this podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I the- thoroughly enjoyed that. It's it's a wonderful idea, isn't it? Yeah. Rather bad habit to get into, though, know, isn't it? You know, old <laughs> flying sights. I think that joke works. <laughs> Over to you. Uh, well, that was that was excellent, Tom. I enjoyed that as much as you did. <laughs> Which is saying something, because you had a really good time. Uh, it's infectious. Dude. I enjoyed it. I'm glad you went first, because frankly, you put mine today in the shade. <laughs> <laughs> what, because I did some research and didn't spend the day packing? Yes. Whereas I found a funny source and thought, I'm going to read this source verbatim, as I mocked you for last week. <laughs> and now with hindsight... Well, I've done that on more than one occasion. <laughs> usually Plutarch. Yep. With hindsight and reading through it now, I'm not sure how well it's going to translate. <laughs> Don't worry, Sam. If we're struggling, we'll go back to Captain Potato from last week. Thank fuck. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> He's always here to save us. I mean, we might soak up some of this alcohol. <laughs> it's Captain Today Kebab I'm not going to talk well. about... Where's Captain Kebab? <laughs> <laughs> With a pole stuck up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Rotating slowly. Around and around. My superpower is being available with chilli sauce. I fill you up and then the next morning I clear you out. I am Kebab Man. (laughs) What am I? Am I man? Am I rat? Am I lamb? Am I cow? (laughs) What am I? No, I'm Alsatian. (laughs) I have to say, a kebab is an excellent unexpected house guest because... (laughs) It's great company the night before and then quietly lets itself out in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it doesn't even wake you up. Who did you steal that joke (laughs) No one. No one. I just made that up. (laughs) That's an original SDP right there. Oh, dear. Wonderful. Bloody great. (laughs) <laughs> so, so, today today I'm not going to talk about an event that never happened I'm going to talk about a skill that someone never possessed okay that's good yes so I'm kind of vague, vaguely on theme uh, in particular I'm going to talk about a man who promised the world he could speak English and who very 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 much couldn't Donald Trump what makes it even more George silly <laughs> he's got the best words shut up Tom <laughs> What makes it an even more silly story is that he decided to write a phrase book. (laughs) This is 1855's English as She Is Spoke by Pedro Carolino, a teacher from Portugal who wanted to help students of English master the language. Except Mm -hmm. he didn't speak English, (laughs) which makes for a very, very silly book. (laughs) I'm liking where this is going. It was Mark Twain's favourite book, this, with handy phrases such as since you not go out, I shall go out, nor I neither. <laughs> and this room is... <laughs> this room is filled of bugs. <laughs> and indeed, dress your hairs. But there are wow. some really funny dress phrases your hairs. in there. <laughs> 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 
clothe yes. your rabbits. <laughs> they are a disgrace. Well, I think it means... Genuinely, I think that was an attempted translation of put on a hat. <laughs> oh, right. It does require some imagination, this, to, to understand uh, what Carolino was was trying to get at. Uh, but there are some, there's some really funny fucking phrases in this. So the version I'm reading from today is, ironically, the first English translation of the book. There are multiple <laughs> versions. No, well, it just need, it needed an English translation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, English as she is spoke or a jest in sober earnest from 1884, so about 30 years after it was originally published, with a foreword by a guy called James Millington who introduces the book pretty well. So I'm going to, to quote him here, slightly abridged. From the time of Shakespeare downwards, wits and authors innumerable have made themselves and the public more or less merry at the expense of the earlier efforts of the student of the strange tongue. But it has been reserved to our own time for a soir distant instructor. I don't know what soir distant means. For an instructor to perpetuate at his own expense the monstrous joke of publishing a guide to conversation in a language which is only too evident is utterly strange to him. <laughs> the intro goes on. In short, the new guide of conversation in Portuguese and English was written with serious intent and for the purpose of initiating Portuguese students into the mysteries of the English language. A little consideration of the shaping of our author's English phrases leads to the conclusion that the materials used have been a Portuguese to French phrase book and a French to English dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> so here was a man who basically took idioms from the Portuguese language, translated them into French using a phrase book, and then used a French to English dictionary to word for word try and translate them into English. Brilliant. <laughs> a bit like you and I used to do with our GCSE French homework. <laughs> yes, I got caught doing that once, yep. I got caught multiple times. <laughs> now, according to Carolino's own introduction, he describes how the book was necessary because there wasn't a phrase book to help Brazilians and Portuguese learn English. And there certainly wasn't one in 1856 either. <laughs> The first part of the book contains an alphabetical list of words and phrases, and the second part contains 43 texts described as day-to-day -day life conversations, followed by a number of idioms. So, Tom, without further ado, I'm just going to start by rattling through a few of the key words here, and uh, and then we can play a bit of a game of guess what the fuck we're talking oh, about yeah, once you oh, get the gist good. of it. This is good. <laughs> I'm game. So, firstly... The first section in this book, for no apparent reason whatsoever, is defects of the body. <laughs> Great way of sparking conversation. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely. You have a really <laughs> sleepy eye. <laughs> well, well <laughs> may I uh, practice my English on you? <laughs> oh, I guess, of course. You have a terrible knee and alitosis that could knock a scent out of the sky. <laughs> Uh, so, alongside what would rightly be considered disabilities, such as uh, being blind, deaf, lame, and the like. <laughs> hey, now we got the good stuff. <laughs> I'm just going through the book in chronological order. I mean, this isn't even just badly translated. It's just a slightly odd list of disabilities. Um, <laughs> alongside being blind, deaf, lame, and the like, we have the following slightly offensive items being classed as disabilities. Uh, being left-handed. Mm. Ugly. Squinty-eyed and bald. <laughs> <laughs> All of the above. Um, carry on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now we move on to members of the family, Tom. And uh, 
I should tell you here, I'm not going to read the full list of members of the family that are mentioned in this phrasebook, but there is no mother, there's no father, there's no brothers and sisters. You start off in this list with a nurse, which I guess in kind of Victorian parlance makes okay. sense, could be like a babysitter, wet nurse type thing, that's that's fine. Okay. Next you have the quarter grandmother. Wow. Yes, what, what, which apparently is your wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a, in a rocking chair. Just got a leg in a rocking what? chair. <laughs> What? Gran. No, apparently your quarter grandmother is just your wife. Wow. So I guess that's your your grandmother is a whole. Yep. And her daughter is a half because you know it's half of the grandmother. Yep. And uh, and then your wife is then going to be half of that again, so a quarter. Oh yeah, that makes total sense. Right. Yeah. Of course. So who else is in this family, Tom? Well, of course. Who could forget? The gossip and gossip mistress. <laughs> Which are just generic terms for women in the family. <laughs> gossip mistress. Oh, brilliant. Okay, that's good. So, let's escape this increasingly weird dinner chat with your quarter grandmother's BFF gossip mistress and get to food. The table's set, Tom. Only this section of the book, bearing in mind this is a full phrase book of 56 pages, contains just three words <laughs> for eating. <laughs> Knives, groceries, crumbs. <laughs> oh dear, it looks like we forgot to actually cook anything. Or indeed, clean the table after the last dinner party. So let's let's go out for dinner, Tom. Let's go to a restaurant. So now we're into the restaurant section of this phrasebook, Tom. And what will we order? What will we order, Knives, Tom, on our first trip to England? <laughs> <laughs> I have left some raw vegetables on the table. Do with them what you will. <laughs> it is something of a Korean barbecue <laughs> in which you must cook your own fucking dinner. Oh, dear. To my quarter grandmother's traditional recipe. <laughs> so we... So we've gone to the re the restaurant, Tom, in this phrase book. It's our first trip to England, and we've gone to the typical English restaurant of 1855. What will we order? What delicious treats await? Well, let's start off with something more appetising sounding. For example, some, quote, dainty dishes, followed by a mutton shoulder. So far, so normal. Cream cakes and sheep. But what, Tom, shall we wash it down with? How about, and this genuinely is in the menu section of this book, quote, some wigs. <laughs> an, am an amulet. <laughs> A small mine. My cheeks are hurting. I, I'm going to be honest. I had wigs last night. <laughs> With a delicious tomato sauce. I fancy some tin. Could we have a small mine, please? I don't <laughs> yes. want too much tin. Just a little no, bit of tin. No, just a little tinny top. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing deep. Frankly, the the specials of the day are a non-starter, aren't they? So maybe we should look at the fish section. That sounds far more, far more appetising. And uh, what's what is your favourite kind of fish, Tom? Let me ask you a question. What's your favourite kind of fish? Uh, monkfish fillets. Oh, monkfish. <laughs> monkfish fillets. <laughs> monkfish fillets gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Oh, yeah, okay. I was, I was going Tina Turner. I was in Nutbush City Limits. Ah, nice. <laughs> monkfish fillets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. 
Among the delicacies of the deep from the menu in this phrasebook, Tom, the Portuguese students can ask at the restaurant for hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> Snails. Well, okay, yep. Yeah. A wo- a wolf. <laughs> a wolf. Crikey. A wolf. The, the, the 90s TV celebrity. Yes, the gladiator, yeah. The gladiator. <laughs> This is definitely. I can see now how they worked out that this had been translated by from a French dictionary. Yes, hedgehog and snails. <laughs> yeah, which I I expect maybe hedgehog was sea anemone. I don't know. Snails could be snails. To be fair, a wolf. Uh, a no wolf. idea. And if you fancy sure. something slightly spicier, Tom, torpedoes are on the menu. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Torpedo, had they been invented by the, uh, the time this was written? I think they just about had, maybe. Cutting edge restaurant, this. Yeah, Ford absolutely. Yeah, it's a bit Heston, bit Heston Blumenthal, isn't it? Is that why they shoot a hedgehog into your mouth from a distance? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finally, Tom, the last thing on the menu, and this is the last thing on the menu, a sort of fish. <laughs> a sort of fish. Okay, like a mystery meat. A sort of fish. Yes, mystery fish. We don't know what it is. It could be a fish, it could not. We found it on the beach. Yes, <laughs> given that the named could fish... Could be a dead dog. <laughs> given, given that the named fish are hedgehogs, snails, wolves and torpedoes, I'm not sure I want to know what a sort of fish is. <laughs> a brick. <laughs> a permanent fish. marker. A big jellyfish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a priest's ass. <laughs> Speaking of a priest's ass, Tom, maybe we should go to church instead. Maybe we should just give up on dinner. And what will we find in church, Tom? What are the key features of a church? Well, of course, you have to start off, Tom, by examining the beautiful architecture in the sides of the Neff. Sides of the Neff. <laughs> then... OK. Yes. Then, why not examine the little cellar? The holy water pot. <laughs> water pot. And the Bobby of the church. Hello, Bobby. <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. What are you doing here? <laughs> what? <laughs> have you come to pray to our Lord, have you? Hello, well, hello, hello, hello. Who's been resurrected here then? <laughs> I hope you have a licence. <laughs> I've heard that a certain individual has been flying around the rafters. Indeed. Yeah. Can we confirm? <laughs> Is it you, little nun, been held down by your sisters? Joseph, get down from here. No one has even mentioned the Lord. <laughs> St. Teresa, eh? The flying saint? Well, you fit the description. Sorry, I may, may, may make a mistake. You're fitting in the description. Yes, that's you, the epileptic on the floor. Come with me. <laughs> I think we should probably point out to listeners from other countries that um, a bobby is a colloquial term for a policeman. It is indeed. Uh, a bobby, yeah. A bobby. Now just go back a couple of minutes and re-listen to it, listeners, and you'll get all the jokes. <laughs> yes. But frankly, Tom, I'm just throwing random words at you at the moment, so why don't I string those random words into a nonsense sentence? Oh, please do. I quite like peaches, Tom. Do you like peaches? I love peaches, yeah. Good, but I doubt you like them as much as Carolino, Tom. Quote, These apricots and these peaches make me to come water in my mouth. Wow. (laughs) Reiki. He does enjoy his peaches and apricots, doesn't he? He certainly does. Stone fruit addict. (laughs) He does indeed. Stone, Stone fruit pervert. (laughs) <laughs> I suspect he meant they're mouth-watering. Yeah. But no... Not th- <laughs> jizzing my gob. Yes. Tom, our Portuguese student gets into a fight. We've got a section on fighting phrases. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. He laughs at my nose. He jests at me. He has spit in my coat. He has me take out my hair. 
He's not doing it himself. He's making me do it. He does me some kicks. <laughs> Excuse me, good sir. Are you from Portugal? I'm terribly sorry. I've just flenned something awful in your coat. Would you mind ripping out your scalp so I can dab it up? Incidentally, that... New York, New York. <laughs> As you can see, I've been practicing. I'm doing you some kicks. <laughs> Not a kind word to say, <laughs> you big nose prick. Oh, very good, Tom. There is a section. There is a, the next section. Tom is on how to walk with ladies, and uh, and on our country walk with the beautiful maiden. Our Portuguese student finds himself enjoying the sound of wildlife, suffocating horribly. <laughs> but, how, but how to express this in English, Tom? How to express this in English? <laughs> Do you hear the birds gurgling? What pleasure? What charm? <laughs> Always, nice. Always nice to have birds with good dental hygiene, isn't it? Gargling their mouthwash. <laughs> oh dear, birds gurgling. <laughs> I can't do that. Not, not with, not with oh, that last of my scotch in my mouth. And uh, next time we go clothes shopping in the book. And it appears that we, there's, very, there's very little for you to do in this section, I'll be honest. The, the, the source is talking for itself. The source is talking, it? or is it? Well, I mean, it's barely. <laughs> So the next section, Tom, is on clothes shopping. And it appears we've walked into a private moment in the dressing rooms by accident. Oh dear, okay. <laughs> Quote, where are their stockings, their shoes, her shirt and petticoat? <laughs> that woman's in the okay. nip, Tom. <laughs> if that's not a quote, is it? That woman's in a nip, in the nip. No, that's a father, well, it's a quote from Father Ted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, that was in the phrase book, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> Yeah. So, right, so he's okay. So this is in case you walk in on a woman getting changed. Well, no, he's walked into a shop in a and shop. he's into a clothes shop and he's asking where the stockings, shoes, shirts, and petticoats are. Um, but he's actually oh right, so he's a crossdresser. Yeah, okay. he, yes, absolutely, yes. Like all good Portuguese dresser. <laughs> I do you know what? I think if I went back through the book right now, it's entirely possible that there is several examples of him putting on women's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and why wouldn't you you're in a foreign yes. country nobody knows who you are yeah. <laughs> be you live a little live a little um, unfortunately the woman that we've just walked in on doesn't look like she was enjoying herself too much because in an attempt to say you don't visit me enough can you can you guess what we have as a translation you don't visit me enough what yes so this is someone she no okay it, not not you don't. Visit- it's, it's it's not a, it's not a related phrase. Okay, right. Okay, it's not it's not stranger. I wish you'd visit me more in the changing rooms than I'm putting on. No, no, no. I'm just I'm vaguely trying to string disparate sentences together into some kind okay. of entertaining narrative. What was your question again? Unfortunately, it doesn't look like she was enjoying herself too much. This naked woman in the changing rooms, because in an attempt to say you don't visit me enough, separate phrase strung together for narrative, can you guess what we have instead? Pass me the goat. I wish to strangle my ears. Close, but no. You come too rare. Wow. That's that's the naked chef, isn't it? That is the <laughs> naked chef. <laughs> you come too rare. Your steak, overdone. Got a lovely sauce. Indeed it does. You, so you come too rare. That's yes, not too, that's you, don't come, you, you don't come too no. rarely. No, you don't come that's here enough. That's only one yeah. letter off. 
Yeah. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah, it's not too not too bad that one. I was, frankly, I was forcing it by this point. So we've got a couple of proverbs now, Tom. Proverbs and idioms. Let's play a guessing game. So I'm going to okay. read you a phrase from this book, and I want you to tell me what the what the idiom is. Okay. The first one's quite easy. A horse barred, don't look him in the tooth. Oh, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Okay. Correct. Yep. The stoners roll, don't heap up, don't foam. The rolling stone gathers no moss. Very good. Moss. Yeah. Very, very good. He got confused between moss and moose in the French dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> the rolling stone doesn't gather, don't gather no, no moose. moose. <laughs> no moose. <laughs> Hello. And, uh, and finally, Tom, number three, to crunch the marmoset. <laughs> to crunch the marmoset? What's to a crunch the marmoset—that's like a, a, a small marmoset animal, isn't it? Is a small rodent, I believe. What? Don't crunch uh, the marmoset. No, no, a marmoset's a small monkey. Sorry. Is that so? What was the phrase again? Don't crush the marmoset. No, the 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 phrase was to crunch the marmoset. Crunch the marmoset. I have no idea. To chew the fat. <laughs> to have a talk. Of course it is. Yeah. What was I thinking? How could I not get that? <laughs> and uh, I'm going to finish, Tom. I'm going to finish this off with a couple of uh, a very short, full conversations <laughs> from this book. And the first of these conversations, Tom, is about is about the weather. This is a conversation to to have if you're Portuguese in England. You want to talk. I mean, the weather is a classic thing to talk about if you're in in Britain. Oh yeah, wonderful bit of small talk. <clears throat> we shall have a fine weather today. There is some foggy. I fear a thunderbolt. The sunrise on, the sun lie down. It is light moons. <laughs> <laughs> Which oh, is, I fear a thunderbolt. What a, what a beautiful haiku. <laughs> it really needs to be read in Yoda's voice, doesn't it? Go again. We shall have a fine weather today. There is some foggy. I fear a thunderbolt. The sunrise on, the sun lie down. That is light moons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that did sound a little bit like the cookie monster. Yeah. Uh, but there you go. And uh, and finally, Tom, what to talk about with your hairdresser? Your razors. Are them well? Yes, sir. Comb me quickly. Don't put me so much pomatum. <laughs> <laughs> what news tell me? All hairs dresser or newsmonger. <laughs> Comb- sir, I have not heard anything. <laughs> Comb me quickly. <laughs> Wonderful chat up line. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Say that one again in a normal voice. That was your razors. Are them well? Yes, sir. Comb me quickly. Don't put me so much pomatum, which I think is hair gel. What news tell me? All hairs dresser and newsmonger, sir. I have not heard anything. <laughs> strange. That's that's very strange. <laughs> but wonderful. <laughs> How about this, Tom? With the tailor, I, I've only got this because I've got the book open now in front of me. So to talk about with the tailor, and this isn't the full con- <laughs> this isn't the you full conversation. To, you went to the extent of buying this book. No, I went to the extent of looking at a free version of it on publicdomainreview.org. Oh, nice. Okay. So what's talk about the tailor, Tom? Can you do me a coat? What cloth will you do to? From a stuff what be of season? How much wants the eels for coat, <laughs> waistcoat, and breeches? <laughs> coat made of eels. Six eels. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go, Tom. English as she has spoke. That is, 
Totally ridiculous. Of 1855 by Pedro Carolino. What a stupid book. I can understand why Mark Twain loved it so much. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is just absolutely unreadable nonsense. Like, literally, it's it's not even two words properly strung together. But there are those but little snippets. But, but some of it's fucking wonderful. <laughs> of beauty, absolutely. That was fantastically stupid. I think you've found a source so stupid it might top our stupid source list. Yes, I think it might do. And we have quite a good stupid source list. That was wonderful. <laughs> and when was it from? <laughs> it's from 1855. And you know what, Sam? It's very family-friendly. Not very vulgar. Most of the silly sources I discover are just incredibly vulgar. Yes! I was hoping that there would be some vulgarity in it, but a cu- apart from a couple of instances <laughs> of the word come. <laughs> and, and a kinky lady being interrupted. In <laughs> yeah. So, what should we do for next week, Tom? <laughs> oh, what have we got that we need to honour? Um, oh, it's a patrons-only episode, isn't it? It is a patrons-only episode, so we should pick this one and then do an audience suggestion for the next public one. The next week. Oh, I haven't even I haven't even thought. It's not even cross. Have you had any thoughts? I haven't really been. Someone suggested about this. civil wars a while back right. as a topic, so we could do civil wars for the public episode. Civil war. Okay, we'll do civil wars. Okay, for the patrons. Ooh. Should we, should we try and seek inspiration in what some of the things we've discussed today? Okay. Um. I tell you what. Let's do saints. Let's <laughs> do so saints again. We can't do it two weeks on the trot. Come on. I mean, you can have enough... Fine, okay, I've, fine. I've had enough of Catholic.org already, quite frankly. Well, I mean, the amount fine. of shit I've ordered... Fine, 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 fine. I've already ordered 15 <laughs> flying Bartholomews or pooping Bartholomews. <laughs> alcohol. As we've both got slightly tipsy with this episode, why don't we do alcohol? All right, let's do alcohol for the patrons and civil wars for the plebs. Perfect. That's how all good, all good civil wars start with a bit of alcohol. Absolutely, right. yeah, they definitely do. Um, and if you want to be one of the uh, nobility of That Was Genius, rather than just one of the plebs, and have access to all our episodes, three songs, doodles, other shit, then do join us with the Order of the Bathtub at patreon.com slash thatwasgenius. You can sign up for just £3 a month, and that will get you a whole load of good, good extra shit. Or four, or five, three tiers. Depends on how yeah. much you love us. Three, four, or five pounds UK sterling plus tax. Depends on how much you love us. You do get a medal. And uh, yeah, you get a song for each tier as well. So uh, for five pounds, you get three songs. At the moment, the GBP isn't doing very well, is it, Sam? Because of all this talk about uh, a Brexit deal not really going through. So it's not really very much money for anyone, uh, anyone who's not. No, so serious politics means that we're not doing very well against the lira. So if you happen to be living in Turkey, you're in for a bargain. <laughs> doesn't get more. It doesn't get more insulting than that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and if you can't, then we still love you anyway. Uh, we'll see you in two weeks' time for a delve into civil wars. Uh, in the meantime, you can get in contact with us to suggest episodes or just let us know that you love us or don't. Uh, although you know you might get ribbed on air if you don't say nice things. <laughs> Tom doesn't take criticism well. Constructive criticism. You can get in touch with fine. us. Being a voicing your views. Tom has a very, very high threshold for what counts as constructive. What? Just being a twat saying we're not funny. We know. <laughs> yeah. We don't need it spelled out to us. Yes. Uh, anyway, you can uh, you can incur the wrath of Tom by saying nasty things at that was genius cast at gmail.com. That was genius cast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search for that was genius podcast. 
Right, I think it's time that we went and had some water and lie down and think about what we've done. Say goodbye, Tom. See you later. Bye.